This is the Barbecue Central Radio Show, which is recorded live each Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Radio Show is being brought to you by The Barbecue Guru, the original creators of automatic temperature control devices, now offering four different models for you to choose from. Rest easy knowing that The Barbecue Guru is controlling your temperature so you can get on with your life. Visit bbqguru.com or call 800-288-GURU for more information. And by Fred's Music and Tasty Licks BBQ Supply, your online barbecue and grilling superstore. From cookers to grills, wood chips and chunks, and everything in between, also be sure to try the Tasty Licks barbecue brand of rubs and sauces. Check Fred out online at tastylicksbbq.com. And by Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. Located in beautiful Willoughby, Ohio, Stephen DeFranco Jewelers is a family-owned and operated business looking to service the great folks of the barbecue and grilling world. Get free shipping and big discounts by mentioning my name and the term Barbecue Brother. Check out their inventory by visiting stephendefranco.com. And by Butcher Barbecue, with 30 years of experience in retail, wholesale, meat markets, food service, and customer service. Using that experience, everything they do and sell at Butcher's Barbecue comes from real-world knowledge. Check out their award-winning spices, sauces, marinades, and injections by visiting ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. And by the Barbecue Institute. Take your barbecue to the next level with the Barbecue Institute class. Pitmaster Conrad Teddy Bear Haskins uses his years of catering and restaurant experience combined with food science and smoking secrets to help you understand how to improve your barbecue. Visit bbqinstitute.com and register for classes today. And by Barbecuers Delight Wood Pellets. Making pellets since 1994, two-thirds oak, one-third flavor wood, giving you that sweet, succulent smoke that you're looking for on your meat, both for grills and bullet-style smokers, and, of course, in larger quantities for your pellet-fed smokers. Find them at bbqrsdelight.com. Chad Hayden with Moonshiners Barbecue, 19th annual Jack Daniels World Barbecue Champion, and this is Barbecue Central. Cleveland, Ohio. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Hey, gang, welcome to another edition of the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. All right, let's get at it. Huge show jam packed for you. If you want to get in touch, 877 448 Greg at the are the two ways to get in touch with the show. Here's what's happening on this evening's show. In case you didn't get the newsletter, 14 past the hour. Bob Trudnack from the Barbecue Guru will be joining me, talking about the new product release, CyberQ Wi-Fi, 35 past 9, Ryan Newstrom, Big T's Q Crew, second hour, 14 past, Melissa Cookston, Yazoo's Delta Q and Memphis Barbecue Company, 35 past the hour of 10, helping me close the show, Rob Mandeville, Roman Pork Puller, 
You see this right here, porkpillow.com. That's him. We're going to be talking to him. Uh, more importantly about his barbecue event that took place this past weekend. Um, quickly, look at this. The 9-11 Never Forget from Basic Patrick. There it is. I told you it was going to be right there. That's where it shall reign supreme from here on out. All right, quick special opening segment celebrating her 11th birthday. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome me. Welcome, help me welcome for the first time my oldest daughter, 11 years old today, Bobby Rente. Bobby, hi. Oh, wait. I don't, I don't have your volume up. There we go. Try again. Hi. What's up? Nothing. So today is your birthday. I asked this of your sister in February. Yesterday, you went to bed a 10-year-old. Today, you wake up 11 years old. How does it... Wait, wait, wait. Tell me. Do you feel a year older? A little bit. Wait. You do? Uh-huh. All right. All right, so tell me what it's like to be an 11-year-old these days. I don't know. It feels a little different than being 10. Like how? Being older. Being older? A little wiser? Did you feel, did you wake up a little wiser today? Yeah. Well, it's good because, you know, they always say a little older, a little wiser. People wishing you a lot of happy birthdays here in the uh, chat room. Rooftop Barbecue is wishing you happy birthday. Sylvie Curry, Don Geiger is wishing you happy birthday as well. Uh, Pops is wishing you happy birthday. A lot of people here. Uh, do you have anything to say to the Centralites, the faithful listeners of the show? Thank you. Of course. All right, so a couple things that we can talk about here. We've got about seven minutes for your segment here. We'll see how you do. Let me ask you this question. Would you ever have any interest as you get older and you're allowed to stay up later? Because this is pushing like bedtime, more or less. I mean, not that you would actually fall asleep at this point in time, but, you know, this is like bedtime for you. Uh, Do you think you would ever stay up until 11 o'clock and engineer the show where I would be sitting off somewhere and you would do all this stuff that I'm doing here aside from hosting the show? Yes. Yes. Well, there's hope in sight. Bobby, the producer of the show, potentially. Now, do you ever have any fascinations that once I retire from the internets that you might overtake the show and be like Bobby Rempe, host of the Barbecue Central radio show? Yes, but you had to teach me. Of course. Well, I mean, you have to learn how to talk, right? I can talk. All right. So you got half of it down. Now all you have to do is have your own takes that people don't agree with, and then you're good to go. I'll teach you how to do that later in life. All right. So let's talk about a couple things. This is a barbecue-related show. It's your birthday. So I want to keep it somewhat on topic, if you don't mind. What are some of your favorite barbecued or grilled foods, would you say? Now, keep in mind, I'm no professional barbecuer, but the, from the stuff I make, what's your favorite stuff? What do you like to eat, barbecue or grilled foods? Steak, ribs, pulled pork, pork. Uh, does grilled salad and onions and asparagus count? Of course, it's grilled, right? Um, Some of the best stuff ever, right? Yes. Now, out of all of those that you just mentioned, if I was going to say... For instance, let's say it was the weekend, we had nothing going on, and I said, uh, Bob, it's your birthday. Out of all those foods you just mentioned, what would you like me to make? What's going to be the number one thing on the list? Steak. Steak, and then how do you like that cooked? Or what kind of a steak do you like? Skirt steak. You like skirt steak the best? 
Uh-huh. And then do you like that cooked like medium rare or medium or medium well? I don't know how you cook it for me. Cook it good, right? Yeah. Yeah! Cook it good! Right now, there's... We'll transition here a little bit. Oh, wait. Let me ask you this since we'll keep with the barbecue and then we'll transition out of barbecue and grilling. Do you have like three favorite barbecuers that are out there right now these days? You count? Me? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm number one. You. Wait. Number one. Number two. Oh, um, that, the girl one, I don't know, I forgot her name. Uh. Diva Q? Yeah, her. Diva! Give me some love from Bobby. All right, uh, number three of the top three barbecuers. There's me, there's Diva, who else? Um. Dr. Barbecue. Of course. He's a legend. Look, you don't grow up in this house and not know who Dr. Barbecue is, that's for sure. He's Ray Lampy, of course, living in Florida. You just sent me that book. Remember we were reading that book the other day that you liked so much? Yeah. Of course. Uh, all right, so that's pretty much all we need to talk about when it comes to barbecue stuff. Now, there's a lot of movies coming out. It's the summer. This is when blockbusters happen. A lot of studios are saving their big releases for this point in the year. Do you have some favorite movies that you would like to see? The Hunger Games. The um, Hunger Games, right? Yeah. Gotta see that one. Okay. Um, what have, now, have you uh, heard about these Hunger Games? Yeah. Now, I, I understand that there's kids... And there is fighting, and there's a lot of hunger. There's not a lot of hunger. Nope. There's fight. There's fighting to the death. Fighting to the death. Uh oh. I don't think we want to encourage that. So we're fighting to the death, and we're kids. Uh, that's the Hunger Games. What other movies do you think you want to see this summer? I don't know of any other ones. Okay. Oh, I see what we're talking about here. Never mind. Uh, what's one of the most favorite movies that you've seen just recently? What are some, what, what have you really liked that you've seen recently? The Muppets. You like The Muppets? Uh-huh. You want to sing with me no. right now? You want to sing the Muppet Man song? Uh-uh. I'll sing I'm the Muppet, and then you sing I'm the Man part. Ready? Am I a Muppet? Or the man? Come on. you got to bring it. Big stuff out of here. All right, now, uh, today was your birthday uh, with birthdays associated with lots of gifts and things. What did you get today or what are you anticipating getting that is really piquing your interest? What is some of the best gifts gifts that you've gotten so far for your birthday? A wallet. Yes. Money, gift cards, um, clothes, silly string and cotton candy. Um. There's one more. I can't think of it. Oh, my wallet. What Did you get two wallets? Because that's what you said first. Mm-hmm. A wallet and then money were the first two. Because I thought, wow, those things go right together. You can put the money in the wallet. Sure, I got two wallets. All right. Now, you, uh, you also, we also went out to the Willoughby Brewing Company, a local establishment here in, uh, in the, the greater Cleveland area, east side. 
What did we get for dinner? It was one of the most fabulous things that I've had in recent memory. Go ahead. Mashed potato pizza. Mashed potato pizza. All right. uh, I'm going to field a question from the crowd. This is from uh, meat expert extraordinaire Dave Bosco from Butcher Barbecue. He is a sponsor of the show, so we're not going to offend him. We're going to try not to offend him. And he wants to know, you must ask all teens this. Of course, you're just uh, 11, so... Dave's a couple years off, but that's all right. What's your favorite fast food? Wendy's. Wendy's, right, because they make it fresh. Hey, Dave, how good are those burgers? Those are like uh, cab burgers, I think. Aren't those certified Angus beef? We love certified Angus beef in this house, right? Yes. Of course we do. It's the best program running. All right, Bobby, any parting shots here for the Centralites before I turn you loose? No. No, that's it? Bye. All right. Well, actually, this is where you say bye. Bye. All right. And let me say this. Bobby, 11 years ago, you were born to me and your mother. You are a gift. You are an excellent child. And you are bringing us now 11 years of happiness and joy. And we love you very much. I love you, too. All right. Now uh, go to bed before I kick your ass. Thank you for coming on today. You're welcome. All right. Take care. Let me uh, duck your microphone so you don't make a tremendous amount of noise. There she is. Bobby Rempe. First time in. These kids got talent coming out the ears. Look for her in about, what do you think, seven, eight years to take over the show? Yeah. Seven or eight years, she's saying. She's giving, she's giving me seven or eight times a year. Gang, take your barbecue to the next level, if you will, with a Barbecue Institute class. uh, Pitmaster Conrad Teddy Bear Haskins uses his years of catering and restaurant experience combined with food, science, and smoking secrets to help you understand how to improve your barbecue. Backyard barbecuers and those folks who want to own a business drive and fly in from all over the world for the Institute's small, friendly, informative classes. The Barbecue Institute has a full schedule of classes in the spring summer covering everything from short fajita classes to an all-day class on how to smoke the classics like brisket, pork, ribs, and chicken. You know, the premier class of this year coming up very shortly, June 2nd and 3rd, at the McKinley Springs Winery in Prosser, Washington, set in the beautiful Horse Havens Hills AVA. This is Conrad's favorite location to teach barbecue throughout the year. In addition to the menu listed on the website, there will be an additional side and Dutch oven desserts. And the special unannounced bonus, you've heard it here for the last couple weeks, whole hog. That's right, you heard it here first on the Barbecue Central Radio Show. And of course, you had that uh, all-girls barbecue class a couple weeks ago that went off without a hitch. Hugely successful. Now look, when not teaching classes on the weekends, Conrad is conducting private classes and corporate events from coast to coast during the week. To make your next off-site event really memorable, have a Barbecue Institute off-site party. Show your employees you care with the very best barbecue that money can buy. They will be taking, taking, they'll be taking leftovers, also be talking about it for the rest of their lives, or at least for years to come. You're retaining quality employees, which is what you want. Now, let me throw the rest of the script out the window. Look, you can bone out 750 bucks or 500 bucks or whatever outrageous amount to go take some type of cooking school. Especially if it's not necessarily focused on competition, you're paying a large amount of money. Do yourself a favor, get an even better quality taught class and save cash in your pocket 
by going to thebarbecueinstitute.com. That's thebbqinstitute.com. Register for a class and see the savings. You won't believe your eyes. You'll feel like you've been getting the wool pulled over you for all these years, especially for the backyard hacks like me. Conrad does an absolutely fantastic job for our levels and, of course, for the more experienced. Find out about all the details, pictures, where they're going to be at next. The BBQinstitute.com. That's BBQinstitute.com. Check their Facebook page for the latest news and pictures. Again, that's BBQinstitute.com. When we come back, it's Bob Trudnack from the Barbecue Guru talking about CyberQ Wi-Fi. Stick around. We'll be right back. From the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. I always hate when I forget to change the options. Back at it, 14 past the hour, 877-448-0433, Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. My first guest tonight has been a sponsor of the show since the beginning, now stretching back to 2007, if you can believe that. They created and continue to be the top choice when it comes to automatic temperature control devices. And just last week, they introduced a brand new unit that is going to revolutionize the industry once again. I'm here to talk about it, the Pitmaster of the Barbecue Guru competition cooking team, also director of sales and marketing at the Barbecue Guru, Bob Trudnack, joining me here on the show. Bob, how are you, buddy? Hey, Greg, how you doing? Doing absolutely fantastic, Bob. I uh, always appreciate you making time for the show and talking to me tonight. A big news, April 27th, you guys released the newest item for the Guru portfolio, the CyberQ Wi-Fi. And I guess before we get into that specifically, if you could just real quick, Bob, for the folks that might not be familiar with automatic temperature control or just tuning in for the first time, can you kind of break down what the Guru does in general and how it helps you during your cook? Sure, absolutely. Um, All of our control systems are basically power draft controls. And what they do is they're made up of a few components. There's a control box where you set your temperature. There's a fan. And the fan attaches to an adapter to your firebox area. And then you have your probes. And there's probes that go in the cooker, probes that go in the meat. And when the probe heats up and senses temperature uh, to the set point that you set it to, it runs a fan and it maintains the temperature with that fan. So it'll pulse on and off to put just enough air in the cooker to maintain the temperature that you set. All right, so let's talk about this CyberQ Wi-Fi, if you could. What level of awesomeness has this added to the Guru family, and perhaps more importantly, uh, what am I going to be able to do with this unit that I can't do with the existing models that are uh, with Barbecue Guru already? All right, well, first of all, what's the highest level of awesomeness right now? Absolutely. I'm very excited it about it. It gets no higher of awesomeness <laughs> than uh, the CyberQ Wi-Fi. <laughs> so CyberQ 2 was released a few years ago, and that used USB technology and a, uh, a PC application. So what we were trying to do is make it convenient for people 
And for all you technical guys out there, we wanted to give you a computer application. Uh, so the USB Cyber Q2 was limited, and we finally were able to release a Wi-Fi control that not only can you connect through a router, but you can connect direct to any Wi-Fi-enabled device, uh, a smartphone, an iPad, a laptop, a computer. So just you would go on your iPad, go on your settings, look up Wi-Fi, and just like you'd see your home Wi-Fi, you'll see the CyberQ Wi-Fi in there. And you connect to it, you type in a simple passcode, and then there's an IP address that shows on the Wi-Fi's um, display. Type in that IP address, and boom, it serves a web page where you're controlling all the parameters of your cook. So literally, you can be, let's say you were at a competition, that particular competition has Wi-Fi connectivity. I would basically be able to kind of uh, jaunt around uh, the whole event uh, acreage, visiting teams and doing another, and then I can just take a look at my smartphone, access where my campsite is or where my cook site is, and make uh, cooking adjust. Can you make adjustments to uh, the cooker if I want to raise or lower temperature from my uh, smartphone? Absolutely, absolutely. So you can raise and lower temperatures. You can set your cooking timer. Um, you can change things throughout the cook. Say your setup. Uh, say you have one of these motorhome setups and. Um, you know, you want to look at things at three o'clock in the morning from, from your bed, just, uh, open up your smartphone, look at the webpage. It look, looks like you're cooking a little too fast. Adjust the temperature down 15 degrees and never had to get out of bed. And how many, uh, is this still going to control, you know, the same number of pits that you could with, uh, the CyberQ2 then? No, what we found is we get a lot of phone calls that, uh, where people want multiple meat probes. Believe it or not, not a lot of guys are looking for one control to do multiple pits when you look at the grand scheme of things. Sure. So what, what we've done is we've, um, we've made this a one-pit control with three meats, and it will come with those four probes, one-pit probe, three meat probes. So if you're doing you know, a brisket and two pork butts, you can be checking the temperatures of all of them at the same time. Now, let, let me okay, ask you this, Bob, uh, one second. You know, this obviously sounds ideal for a uh, big surprise, the Onyx oven, which obviously, you know, that cooker is going to be able to use any of the barbecue guru pit temperature control devices. It's kind of a seamless fit. But I see them a lot on Weber Smoky Mountains, on bullet styles, on the ceramic cookers. But let's say I had a jambo pit. Is this something that I could effectively use on something that big with that big of firebox? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we have guys who call for jambos. And uh, depending on the firebox and the way the firebox door is, some of them have a, um, a set of plates that you, you know, loosen or tighten to allow air in there. Well, you can have a plate made, a second plate made, with two holes in it, two one and three-eighths holes, and you can put adapters in there and run two of our large fans and control a jambo. Um, now, what we recommend is you can control it with wood, but the way the jambo works is you put a couple pieces of wood in there every couple hours. Mm -hmm. Well, if you want to get more sleep, then you have a uh, charcoal basket made that holds, you know, 15, 20 pounds of charcoal. You can put wood chunks in there, and now you're controlling it with the guru, and now you'll get, you know, eight hours of cook time out of a load of charcoal with wood for smoke. 
Bob Trudnack joining us here on the show from the Barbecue Guru. TheBBQGuru.com is the website, and we're talking about the new CyberQ Wi-Fi. Bob, I'm getting a lot of instant feedback here in the chat room. Uh, We just want to make sure here we talk a lot about smartphones because that really seems to be dominating the technology market these days. But if I had uh, an iPad or a netbook or a regular laptop computer, all ways that I can access and control CyberQ Wi-Fi from that type of uh, platform as well? Yes. What you want to make sure of with your smartphone or your iPad or your notebook or netbook is that it is capable of communicating through ad hoc. It's called ADHOC. And that's one of the latest technologies. You see that around. All the new phones and iPads and web, uh, Wi-Fi-enabled devices have this. So ad hoc allows you to communicate directly, not through a router. Um. So the way the Wi-Fi works, our, our CyberQ Wi-Fi is you can go direct through ad hoc, direct to a phone or device, or you can set up a wireless router to see your Wi-Fi. So if I was cooking at home, then I can set it up through my wireless router, and we call that infrastructure mode, and now I'm right onto my home Wi-Fi system, just like you can enable a webcam or a printer or something else in your home. Do I have the first? Here's the first thing that's coming to my mind. When I'm doing the live reads, you know, I mentioned all of the products that you currently have, which uh, we'll be throwing in the Wi Fi here too, as well on the read. But uh, the first one I always say is that ProCom 4 wireless unit. You can roam up to 600 feet away and you can, you know, remotely control temperatures uh, of your pit and see where you're at. Is this something that you see phasing the ProCom 4 out? Is there still going to be some type of a distance or we're going to be phasing out uh, ProCom 4? No, we're going to we're going to phase we're phasing out the ProCom four. Um, that uses radio control technology, fabulous, but kind of expensive. And you know we can offer you Wi-Fi technology at half the price. So we're going to phase that out. We're giving you the same amount of meat probes. We're going to be giving you better range and wireless. Um, so the new Wi-Fi is where it's at. Now I would like to mention that we're still going to have the CyberQ two available. So if you're just looking to do two pits with one control and you don't need Wi-Fi, you want to use USB technology or straight from the control, um, from the display control, you can buy the CyberQ2. It is available. Bob Trodnack joining us here on the show. All right, so CyberQ Wi-Fi, where are we starting at at a price point? And is there like a standard kind of a package that people would be wanting to order to get off on the right foot? Well, the way we have it set up is um, with, when you go to our website, you choose your cooker. So you pick CyberQ Wi-Fi, choose your cooker, your brand, your model, your make. And what that does is it generates an automatic package for you that we recommend. With all the right fans, the right adapters, the right probe length. Um, but it's going to starting at 295 plus fan and adapter. And we think that's uh, very well priced since our CyberQ2 is 264 We wanted to try to keep the Wi-Fi under $300, and we were able to do that. Now, technology really has been developing, as I had mentioned here a couple minutes ago, you know, over the past 10 years, Bob. Were you seeing a, and perhaps uh, hearing a demand from the market, which kind of decided to have you guys go ahead with this project? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, we saw it in our everyday life, you know. We look at what's convenient for us. We look at what's convenient for the people we, you know, we cook around week in and week out at competitions, feedback from customers. 
And, you know, the smartphone is where it's at. Everybody's using them. Everybody's using them for more everyday life situations. And why not use to cook? Um, we're just trying to bring convenience and ease of use to barbecue. And, uh, and I think that's what we're, trying, we're doing here. How long of a process was it when you first conceptualized it to when you let it loose on April 27th? Um, it was about a two-year process. Wow. And, you know, you set goals for yourself. Uh, we have brainstorming sessions, and we have ideas, and then we start to get pricing, and we get prototypes in. And, you know, at first your plan is maybe, can we do this in, you know, nine months? And then we soon realize um, there's battles with getting parts in and testing them, and, well, this doesn't work and that doesn't work. So, you know, we always give ourselves a goal, and then we know we're going to be about 30 to 40% longer with getting the product out. So, you know, we, tr- we do our very best to be quick and efficient about it, but at the same time, we want to get it right. And everything is uh, A-OK, right? Uh, everything's great. Everything's perfect. How, how have you seen the first couple weeks of sales? Have, has there been, is it been kind of uh, peaking above what you would expect it? Is it right where you would kind of pigeonhole it or what? <laughs> it, it's been overwhelming. It's been overwhelming for sure. Um, so we're, we've had, I've had a long waiting list for these controls. We were taking down names and numbers. Um, we're getting as many as we can out the door every day. We have probably 150 dealers around the country. We have, uh, smoker manufacturers who buy and sell our controls with their cookers and, and everybody's knocking down the door to get them. So, you know, if you're listening and you're waiting for yours, you know, be patient. We're trying to get them out the door as fast as possible. Yeah, best way to get yourself hooked up with one, of course, thebbqguru.com. Uh, Bob, you know, we had uh, kind of did a little remembrance of uh, Fred Perkle, obviously a great mentor to you and somebody who had worked with for many years, bringing you in the barbecue guru. Uh, we didn't really have time to, to catch up and get your thoughts on it, and I know that uh, you know, some time has passed, but we're talking about Fred, who is obviously a legend in the business, uh, an innovator as far as technology is concerned in the world of barbecue, but of course outside the world of barbecue as well, which I don't think people have any idea what he was actually into um, for the people who didn't really know him, but just knew him as, as the barbecue guru guy or shotgun Fred. You know, could you, could right. you just give us some remembrance of Fred and kind of what he meant to you and how he mentored you and, and what you think he left his mark on the barbecue world as? Sure. Sure. Fred was a, an amazing, um, talented person who took chances and wanted to make the world a better place, uh, a more fun place to live and, and to, you know, befriend people. He was just an amazing person. And I met him back in 99. I interviewed with him, uh, for his valve business. He had a very successful valve business, which is still today our barbecue guru's parent company. Um, we make temperature control valves for all kinds of industries. And, and that's where I learned about business from Fred. And a few years into that is when we started Barbecue Guru, um, based on a phone call with someone with a need. And we didn't say no, we didn't have it. We said, we can do something for you. Just give us a few months. And that was the kind of person he was. Um, he was always playing around with ideas, trying to make things better, trying to make things more fun to use. He just loved life. He loved cooking. Uh, grew up in San Antonio. Uh, Texas. He was all about barbecue from the day I met him. Um, just, just an amazing guy. And he taught me what real barbecue was. 
and we were always experimenting with ideas and groundbreaking and you know just get out there and cook barbecue and have fun and and we're going to put some products together and we think people will like them that's the attitude he has so it's just he meant the world to me he's my friend my mentor uh he made me who i am today uh bob i really appreciate you uh sharing that with us here and you know again the barbecue guru of course uh, well known in the industry but you know outside the industry uh, probably touched more lives than uh, we, we probably even know as far as uh, philanthropically and uh, within business as well. So I uh, appreciate your thoughts on that. Uh, as far as competitions this year, Bob, I know you did uh, Pork in the Park. Uh, do you have any other competitions that are slated? Yeah, yeah, we do. Well, the first one we did actually was kind of a fun competition we did with one of our sponsored barbecue teams. That was uh, about a month, month and a half ago. Our, uh, our sponsor team, Local Smoke, formerly Fat Angel, um, asked if they can ship some Onyx ovens out to Vegas for an event, but they've never cooked on them before. So we said, you know what, we'll do a cook with you, and we'll be local smoking gurus. We kind of combined our names. <laughs> and uh, we had a blast out there down in Maryland, um, and we took Grand Champ there. So we were pretty happy about that. Yeah. And then we went on to Pork in the Park. Not so well, 38 <laughs> out of 117. But, uh, you know, you live and learn. And now we got some good events coming up. We have Green Lane, Pennsylvania this weekend, which is a very local event. With a lot of great teams there, 54 teams. Um, and then we have Wildwood, New Jersey. We have New Holland, Pennsylvania. Um, one of our favorite events, Harpoon, um, in Windsor, Vermont. It's at the Harpoon Brewery. I think you just like going for the and, beer, Bob. What's that? I said, I think you just like going for the beer. <laughs> <laughs> It's all about the beer, Greg. No doubt. <laughs> yeah, so we have some great events that we do. They're staples for us every year. Um, you know, we'll do eight or ten events and hopefully make it to the championships. And we're just going to continue to have fun and do it in the name of Shotgun Friend. There you go. Uh, Bob Trudnack joining us here on the show again, the website, the BBQ. Guru.com. If you want to get that CyberQ Wi-Fi, go ahead and hit up that website. And, of course, if you have any questions, you can always reach them at 800-288-GURU. Bob, always appreciate the time. Thanks for coming out tonight. All right, Craig. Thanks for having me. Right, take, take care. care. There he is. Bob Trudnack. And, oh, there we go. My whole Skype thing was completely frozen during that interview. I was hoping nothing was going to go wrong there. Uh, let's see. I have no idea why that isn't working. Well, this is horrific. Uh, did I not plug it in right? It's gotta be. Maybe I'm not even signed in correctly. Who knows? So look, if you want to get your hands on this uh, barbecue guru Wi-Fi, you're going to have to quickly go in and put in your order. It sounds like, I don't know if it would uh, necessarily be a backlog of sorts, but uh, sorry about that. Whatever. We'll just have to make do. You're going to have to go in and perhaps be on a waiting list. But look, you're going to be, I mean, like he said, who doesn't have a smartphone these days where you can actually, it was easier before. 
you could put on the barbecue guru and you could leave and you could know that it was just going to be uh, taking care of the meat all on its own, right? No problem. Now imagine going into, you know, doing the same thing, getting it set up, having the meat on there. And now you go to like Starbucks to go meet Susie and Tim. And you get a little anxious because you don't know where the temperature's at or whatever, but you have Wi-Fi in 20, 50,000 different places. And you can just jump right on and see exactly where you're at. And as Bob said, if you are cooking too fast, you can make an adjustment right on your phone. If you're cooking too slow, you can ramp it up, make that adjustment right on your phone, or you can just kind of look, be that barbecue voyeur and see how your temperatures and how your cook is coming. This is top-notch technology right here being released uh, a mere few weeks ago. So I believe you said 295 for the entry point as far as uh, price points are concerned. So definitely not too shabby, I think. In the long run, uh, the Procom 4 wireless might have been uh, actually a little bit more expensive than that. I could be incorrect on that. Give me a, give me a break here, P. River Swamp Sauce. All right. Thanks again to Bob Trudnack, pitmaster of the Guru Competition cooking team as well. All right, gang, let me talk to you quickly about Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply. Look, there are unsavory business and creeping marauders on every turn of the Internet. And I think we can all agree on that. But sometimes you're looking for a barbecue or grilling item that just isn't stocked anywhere in your hometown or the next town over. And now your options have become very limited, right? Now you have to go online and get it, or you're just going to have to go without it. The Internet grip sets in, the hands start to sweat, your neck tightens, and you've been jammed up on the Internet before, and you don't want it to happen again. After all, this is your hard-earned money you're spending. You need to feel comfortable about the company that you're buying from are they honest and fair? Guess what, gang? Let Fred Bernardo and, and uh, all those guys over at Tasty Licks Barbecue relieve you of your internet buying stresses. Tasty Licks has one of the most complete inventories of the barbecue and grilling items anywhere on the face of the earth. All the items that you see on the website are in stock. They are ready to ship to you directly. Now, are there other places on the internet you might be able to find it cheaper? Perhaps. But are you 100% confident that you're actually going to get the item you buy? Or how long is it going to actually take to ship to you? All great questions that no one can answer with 100% assurity. That's why when you buy from Tasty Lakes Barbecue Supply, the items are in the store. They ship to you promptly. Everything in the store is priced fairly. Tasty Lakes carries all grills, smokers, ceramic cookers, electric cookers, various charcoal types, wood chunks and chips, cookbooks, pellets, accessories. If they don't have it, you don't need it. And on top of all that, Fred carries many of the other show sponsors in the store, a.k.a. the Barbecue Guru stuff. So it's almost like you're doing two for one. You're shopping at a sponsor. You're buying a sponsor's product. Best of both worlds. And don't forget that Tasty Licks has their own line of rubs and sauces as well. Be sure to try them. They're absolutely fabulous. Now here is something that you need to uh, note, especially if you are uh, one of those uh, eggheads. Let me tell you this. Tasty Fest, which is Egg Fest 2012, will be uh, on Saturday, June 23rd. Join the people from Fred's Music and Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply and all the eggs heads for the annual Egg Fest this year held in conjunction with the Open House, the Tasty Fest 2012, a celebration of cooking on the Big Green Egg and the world's best smoker and grill. And they will be getting together for the day, cooking, eating, sampling everyone's great food, and meeting old and new friends from the egghead community. In addition, we'll be having cooking demonstrations all day by the staff, chefs, 
and other featured egg chefs as well. Now, here's something that you definitely want to take advantage of. The Tasty Fest is the perfect time to get a new big green egg. Why? Because you can buy one of the used ones there at EggFest. More on that with Fred Bernardo next week. We're coming back with Ryan Newstrom. Stand by. I'll be right back. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Big beat, moonshine band, suburban voice backers. Let's go! I'm an outlaw. All right, 37 past the hour. Thanks again to Bob Trudmack for uh, joining me. Uh, here he comes. All right. Let me get rid of that. My next guest has steadily climbed the ranks of the barbecue trail, is riding quite a hot streak as of late. Gone back-to-back grands in his past two events, including this past weekend at the Apple Blossom Barbecue Contest in St. Joseph, Missouri. Big T's Q Crew pitmaster Ryan Newstrom joining me here on the show. Ryan, how are you, buddy? I'm great. How are you, Greg? Doing absolutely fabulous, Ryan. Uh, my video is frozen, of course, which uh, seems to be just exactly what I need to have happen tonight. Hey, uh, can you hang up and call me right back, see if that ices the problem? Sure. All right. Thank you. All right, Ryan is going to be calling me right back. Let's see if this works. Answer with video. Now, you may or may not be coming on here. Give me one second. I can, I can hear, hear you. you. Yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> Uh, uh, nightmare. What's going on tonight? All right, Ryan, looks like we're going to be doing this via audio, perhaps. Oh, it looks like you might be bumping up here real quick. Let's see. That's fine. Well, if we pull you up, it'll come up. I'll, uh, I'll show your lovely face to everybody here. Um, so right off the bat, Breaking news, bigger news than even potentially winning uh, last weekend's grand championship. A major announcement, the Barbecue <laughs> Central Radio Show gets the exclusive. The floor is yours, Ryan. Please uh, let everybody in on what's happening. Yeah, it's it's an honor to be on the show tonight to uh, make this major announcement. I got uh, the permission to do so from my better half last night, and that's... Uh, that come uh, November 3rd or thereabouts, we're going to have a new addition to the crew, and uh, uh, we're really excited about it. So you're saying we got a pork butt in the smoker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a, a new generation of uh, barbecue pitmaster uh, potentially in the making. Uh, how, how many does that make for you? This will be our second. We have a 22-month-old girl right now. Uh, so, so are you hoping for another girl, or are you hoping for a boy? Or are you going to give me the standard as long as it's healthy? Uh, yeah, as long as the baby's healthy. Yeah, either one would be great. Yeah, as a, yeah. As, a, as someone who has three daughters, if you don't have a boy now, there's a very good chance you're just continuing to have girls, and uh, you know, that, <laughs> at some point, it actually becomes fiscally uh, cheaper to continue to have girls because you already have all the stuff, right? Yeah, that that is true. Of course. Unless the boy likes to wear pink for some reason. Yeah, well, that's a a different uh, interview for a different day. Uh, So (laughs) now, before we break down this past weekend, Ryan, if you could just give us a little brief background about yourself and Big T's Q Crew, how you guys got into this competition barbecue scene. Sure. Um, You know, we we started officially back in 2009, 
you know, uh, kind of started just as a way to, for friends and family to get together on the weekends and spend time together. Um, uh, Big T is actually my dad, and we kind of started it together, and he lives up in the Twin Cities, uh, and we live down here in central Iowa, so it was kind of a way for us to get together on a regular basis and, and bring family and friends together. Um, didn't really expect uh, that we'd have the success uh, as early as we did. We won our fourth fourth contest we entered, um, which was the Great Pork Barbecue Lossal back in 2009, and uh, and uh, just kind of went on a run after that, and... and uh, then we started taking it a little bit more seriously, and, and uh, we did uh, 20, 27, 28 contests, I think, in 2010, um, and then another 25 last year, and got another 25 on the schedule this year. So, oh, 25, so that's uh, certainly a lot. Uh, now you're yeah. running kind of a hot streak here. You've got two grand champions in a row. Now, as far as this past weekend is concerned, how did the cook go for you? Was there anything out of the ordinary that you had to contend with, or was it pretty straightforward? Uh, it, there actually was. This was a, probably the first contest since my daughter was two weeks old and and uh, was basically sleeping and eating constantly that we would brought her with just my wife and I to the contest. And I, I'm sure you understand a 22-month-old, <laughs> they're, they're, they're kind of busy and, and they like to explore things and do things. So it was just the three of us that went down, and uh, so that was kind of a – an interesting uh, way to do that. Unfortunately, we had my uh, my aunt Lisa and her husband Justin come up and help us on Saturday morning to distract the little one during turn ins. But we had we had a little bit of that, and uh, but we uh, things have gotten easier this year because uh, last September we bought uh, a jambo pit, and uh, we're rolling with that now. And so that allows us to not have to get to a contest as soon as as soon as we used to. Um, because we're not lighting lighting the pit until uh, early in the morning on Saturday, so I don't have to start my process till later in the evening on Friday. So um, those two things and it kind of probably balanced balanced each other out. And uh, um, other than the heat, where we were competing under an easy up, we we used to have a camper, you know, with our old system and just competing under an easy up, and it was ninety degrees and probably eighty thousand percent humidity um, <laughs> last weekend. Um, and that kind of, I, I don't know, just kind of getting to know the pit a little bit, I think that affected kind of a little bit of how it ran, the humidity uh, in the air. Um, but that just, you know, the, the pit still ran great. I uh, just had to watch a little bit more. And uh, overall, was was once once everything got, the box got closed and went off to the judges, we were pretty pleased with how it turned out. So Ryan Newstrom from Big T's Q Crew joining us here on the show, talking about his win at the Apple Blossom Barbecue Contest in St. Joseph, Missouri. All right, so let's go ahead and take a look at the meats here uh, one by one, if you don't mind, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, chicken is always called first. You get fourth overall. Mm-hmm. Nice way, you know, a little momentum builder going into the rest of the meats. How did the chicken turn out for you that day? Uh, the ch- chicken turned out, uh, you know, right where I want it to. Uh, had had great color, uh, great tenderness, and, uh, um, and, you know, sent it off and, you're just hoping that you know that you get that that top five call, which puts you in a good position for the rest of them. So um, I was pretty happy with the chicken. Yeah. Now you get the top five call, of course. Uh, your pal Tippy Canoe Barbecue, Joe Beelan, and the team over there they uh, take chicken number one. Uh, I don't know what it is with the yeah. Iowa guys kind of lighting that barbecue world on fire recently. Um, so I mean, I'm sure you're happy with fourth, but you're probably like, oh man, first place for Tippy Canoe. What's it take? I mean, these guys are cooking pretty well themselves, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I d- definitely paying attention, but. 
at the same time, like you said, he's he's my friend, and we're actually sitting right next to each other while all this is going on, and and uh, so I, you know, stood up and you know gave him a big high five and really happy for him. And then he goes and beats me in ribs on the next one. We got six in ribs, and he got second. And at that point, yeah, yeah, I'm probably thinking that <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing, you know, second or third to his his first fiddle at yeah. that point. So, so now, so you get those two where he gets calls ahead of you, and yep. this is kind of where the tides change. Well, this is probably exactly where the tide changed. Pork comes, you get an eighth overall. Uh, were you happy with pork for an eighth? Did you think it was better? Did you think you got away with something there? You know, I, we've been we've been messing with our pork in the off season, and we're kind of doing something different and and transitioning to the hot and fast method with the with the jambo. Um, still trying to figure out where where that magic temperature is, you know, because when you're when you're cooking hotter, things t- tend to finish at a higher degree. So I'm still trying to find that magic uh, magic number. So um, wasn't quite sure with the pork. I mean, it, it had good flavor and and uh, decent tenderness, and um, you know, just didn't really didn't really know. So I was really happy with that eight, eighth place call. So, so. Now, now you're probably keeping track, obviously, uh, where mm-hmm. Joe was as far as his calls. You don't hear his name at all. So do you think that he's hanging just around tenth place, or do you think that there is yeah, I, an option I, that I he actually, might have tanked? Yeah, I actually told him after they got done with pork. Um, and actually, you know, to digress a little bit, the highlight of the whole weekend was was that first place pork call. Um, when Slabs of Approval uh, got called and his yeah. mom, Steph from the Slabs.com, was there. And, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of teary eyes and, and just, just seeing how proud she was of, of him uh, to get that call, that was, that was way cool. Um, uh, but, yeah, I told, I told Joe <laughs> at the end of that, I said, you got to be 11th, man, because he was, he was pretty happy with his pork. Um, and so... I, I said I, I turned to him. I said you're you're probably eleventh, and uh, so yeah. So yeah, it turns out he's sixteenth in pork. Uh, so quite a little bit of a tumble compared to the, uh, the the first two. And then brisket comes around. You hear uh, Joe get called six. Oh, but by the way, you just happened to win brisket altogether. So you know, at, at that point, are you? now reinvigorated that you have a shot at winning grand championship at this point yeah i still you know i never i'm never i'm always surprised when we win you know um (laughs) i I never i never expected even i think we were the one of the only one if not two teams got all you know that got calls in all four categories um but still even then with depending on where he was at with first and second where he ended up with pork you know, um, I, I've still figured that uh, we'd probably get called for reserve, um, and uh, so when we when he got called for reserve and we hadn't been called yet, you know, it was it was uh, it was quite quite a good feeling. You know that 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 feeling that you know when you when you when you've won, it never gets old. So. No, absolutely not. Ryan Newstrom joining us here on the show. Big T's uh, Q crew joining us. Now, so you had basically a little less than two points separated you and Joe uh, for that competition. So pretty close. I mean, there's been uh, some contests that have really stretched out this year. You know, that pork category is something else this year. And you're probably the first pit master that I have talked to this year who didn't tank on the pork category compared to the other three. You know, top ten all the way through. Have you noticed anything different as far as trends or flavor profiles that the judges might be looking for to kind of explain why teams seem to be having trouble with pork this year? 
Yeah, I, I, I really don't. You know, um, part part of what we're doing, I think that's effective is is the presentation that we're that we're that we're bringing to the table. We started midway through last season, and it really it really up upped our um, up up our scores. You know, pretty drastically, pretty immediately. Um, and we've kind of been writing that and kind of been messing with the flavor profiles a little bit. Um, you know, I think what we were bringing last year and, and, uh, was probably not that it wasn't effective anymore. Uh, it's just probably become more normalized. There's just a lot of other teams that are kind of bringing a similar flavor profile to the judges. So we've kind of messed with that a little bit, not a, not a wholesale change. Um, uh, but we've kind of, Notice notice that dip in our scores from previous years, and and try to make a little bit of adjustment to to kind of give them a little little that wow factor um, when they take that bite. So, are you seeing any teams getting into the the heritage or the Berkshire butts at all? Yeah, I, I think there are some teams. We're not we're not doing that um, with our with our pork. Um, we, I, I get my pork butts at Sam's club, IBP or, uh, or whatever brand they're carrying that weekend. You know, I'm most, mostly going for just trying to pick out the right pork, butt that has the right characteristics I'm looking for. Um, a lot of times with those heritage breeds, you don't get a lot, a lot of choice as to what you get. Um, and so while we may have experimented with that in the past a little bit, um, I, I, I've just grown more comfortable with what I can what I'm able to choose from when I go to Sam's Club or Costco or whatnot. So, Ryan Newstrom joining us here on the show. All right, Ryan, where are you going to be competing at next to get uh, number three grand champion in a row? We'll be at Council Bluffs, Iowa this weekend. Um, we got reserve grand there last year, um, so we'll be hoping to uh, repeat that or, or something better. So. Uh, should be uh, should be a lot of fun. Well, it certainly should come as no surprise, Ryan, when you end up getting your third grand championship in a row. Why that happened, of course. <laughs> it's called Show Karma, baby. Yeah. Oh yeah. You come I'm, on the I'm show. Looking forward to getting some of that. Good things happen. It's just not a question of if. It's merely a question of when. And uh, certainly that'll uh, come your way. We're talking with Ryan Newstrom. He is the pitmaster of Big T's Q Crew. You can find him on the website Big TZ Big T's bbq.com. Check them out there on the internet. Ryan, appreciate the time tonight. Good luck uh, this coming weekend, and we'll, we'll be pulling for you. Pleasure was all mine. Thanks, Greg. You got it. Take care. There he is, Ryan Newstrom. The Skype is going to kill me. Swear to God. I'm just going to shut this baby down. That's what I'm going to do. Shut it all the way down. Hang up. Oh, man. It's a nightmare. All right, let me pull out of Skype here all together and restart later. There we go. There you go. A Big T's Q crew. Big T-Z, the letter Q, and then C-R, uh, BBQ, sorry. Big T's BBQ.com. Very good segment, and uh, probably one of the hotter teams right there. Although, uh, even though Tippy Canoe tanked brisket, sorry, pork, he still somehow manages to be... Uh, Number two overall for Team of the Year in KCBS. If you need him, Joe Beelan, bringing it strong. All right. Gang, let me talk to you a few minutes, for a mere few minutes, about the, the guy that was just on two segments ago, uh, Bob Trudnack, and, of course, the barbecue guru, 
located in Warminster, Pennsylvania. That's right. Does anybody even know where Warminster, Pennsylvania is? I don't. I think it's around Philly, somewhere around there. Here's what you need to know. Just like we talked about on tonight's show, there's a brand new Guru product that you're going to need to race over to the website and check out. It's a CyberQ Wi-Fi. So if you have a laptop, if you have an iPad, if you have a smartphone, if you have a desktop computer with a NIC card, whatever, you're going to have the ability to connect wirelessly into the CyberQ Wi-Fi. And then through that web page, either through ad hoc or infrastructure mode, as Bob so eloquently explained that I'm not going to be able to even try and do, you're going to be able to check the temperature of the pit, your meat temperatures internally, up to three different meats controlling uh, that CyberQ is controlling the pit. You have up to three meat probes that you can put in there, all starting at like 259 bucks. doesn't get any better than that. Now, maybe you're not familiar with how the other Pitmaster or uh, Pit temperature control devices work. Again, not going to get into the minutiae, but imagine a product that allows you to set your pit temperature in one set. It keeps it running at that set temperature all the way through the cook. Sound too good to be true? It's not. Just like the CyberQ Wi-Fi, this is real-life technology that you can take advantage of today. Now, maybe you're a busy working professional, or perhaps you're constantly on the run with kids doing errands. Quite frankly, you just don't have time to set around and tend pit temperatures. The Barbecue Guru allows you to throw on a pork butt or a brisket or a couple slabs of ribs, and then you are off to do whatever it is you need to get done. The Barbecue Guru maintains the pit temperature that you set it at. Now, you're in the market for a cooker. Look no further than an Onyx oven. The Onyx oven has been winning on the competition circuit as well in backyards all over the country for the last couple years. It's a fully insulated unit, holds a lot of meat, accommodates half and full pans for food service, and works seamlessly with any of the Barbecue Guru pit temperature control devices. Do yourself a favor. Head on over to thebbqguru.com. Check out all their products. If you have any questions about what to order, call them directly, 800-288-GURU. They will make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. Again, that's 800-288-GURU or thebbqguru.com. The Barbecue Guru, a breakthrough in barbecue technology. We're going to wrap up the second hour right after this. Stick around. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue, it's the Barbecue Central Show. Who would have thought this music thing was going to go this far? I never asked for this. I never asked for this fast living, the women, the whiskey, craziness. There's whiskey in my soul. Hey, Bert, it's good. I've been drifting down that open highway, finger in the air, because I do things my way. All right, welcome back. 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Oh, right. I'm such an idiot. <laughs> oh, Lord. Kill me now. All right, thanks to Ryan Newstrom from Big T's Q Crew. Also, Bob Trudnack. God. I haven't technically set up for so long. I made that change when I was in Toronto, or uh, Toronto, Ontario last week. And everything just looked right to me, man. Of course it looked right to me. Guess what? It's all wrong. 
Idiot. Idiot. Of course I needed to make that adjustment. Foolish. Uh, so hopefully you enjoy those two interviews. I know I did. I know I did. Um, do I have that stopped? I have that stopped. All right. Ryan has been, you know, cooking out of his mind. I've actually been tracking him. And here's another thing that I find extremely attractive about the folks in Iowa. Iowa honks for their own in seismic and gargantuan proportion, and not necessarily in a bad way. Not in this way. <laughs> Gay! I got an email from Joe Beelan saying, hey, if you're looking for a fill or you need some content or whatever, you got to check out Big T's Q Crew. They have been tearing it up the last couple weeks and just got two GCs in a row. Now, typically, I'm not getting emails from other team members that are within the same state uh, honking for technically competing teams. I mean, obviously, you know, it's not like the Yankees versus the Mets and, you know, it's bad blood or they're in the same state or anything like that. Inherently, barbecue people are a little bit more uh, professional. They maintain a more decorum than some of our uh, professional sports. But it's really nice to see that state in particular, which is really, I don't want to say they've come out of nowhere. They have come out of nowhere as far as barbecue is concerned, especially over the last couple months, couple months, couple years, and really made their mark nationally. We're going to get into the Survey Tuesday questions here at the top of the hour, Doc. Uh, so do me this fine favor. Just wait for that. I'll let you in. I swear. We announced the three winners on the air two weeks ago. Chad, are you giving away prizes on your show? I command first prize all the time. What is going on? How come I'm not getting prizes? So anyway, it's nice to see a state that is really nurturing and turning out new teams, good teams, helping each other, and more importantly, promoting each other to get on the biggest, baddest barbecue show here on the face of the earth. That's this show, not the other show. So we're going to point to the second hour. A couple great interviews coming up that I'm going to tell you about. But before that, we have second take coming up with Survey Tuesday questions and my thoughts on some other things. I'll show you what I got in the, you know, mail from somebody very important. Stay tuned for that. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Networks. Stand my Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? We ate 54 wieners. Oh, listen, Laverne, shake face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> you could use it to fight off creeping marauders looking to take your steaks off your grills. I just like being anywhere with Junior, Senior, and Diva. Sounds like a whole lot of movie. <laughs> wow. Yeah, really. <laughs> 
Keep it hot, keep it clean, keep it lubricated. We have top men working on it right now. Top men. All right, just like that, we're in the second hour. Thanks for joining me. Top Men Meet Inc. <clears throat> I'm waiting for a call from. Uh, who is it? Damn it! Who am I waiting for a call from? Let me see if I can find this. Uh, Thanks to John Dawson for having me set as his only preset on TuneIn Radio. Thank you, Johnny. Uh, who's that guy that writes for all the West Coast articles? Damn it. Is it Meat? Meat, right? Is that Meat Inc.? Is that you? That guy's got to call me so we can get him on the show. He writes a substantial blog, which I am a huge fan of. Got to check that out. He wrote about Stagecoach. He took great pictures. He gets a lot of great interviews. All that great stuff. All right, Survey Tuesday questions, which I forgot to do in the open because, you know, we had the birthday thing. Question number one. This is going to go back to last week because I couldn't see everybody's answer. Meet me. Yeah, there he is. Uh, do the whole thing. Hook up your whole uh, web address, dude. It's fabulous. Uh, Meetme.blogspot.com. Check that guy. Check that out, guys. Great picture. Great pictures of stagecoach, if you know what I mean. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Big stuff out of here. All right. Uh, so these questions go back to last week. Again, question number one. A best knife for kitchen or barbecue. Question number two. Aside from this show, doesn't have to be barbecue or cooking related. Your favorite internet show or podcast that, again, isn't this show. Question number three. If I could write you a check, what brand of propane grill would you buy if I gave you a blank check? For me, uh, the best kitchen knife or barbecue knife is going to be a nice, like a cook's knife, the big one. Uh, Very sharp. It's got to be sharp. Got to be durable. Favorite internet show or podcast that isn't this one. Favorite show is going to be, ooh, damn it, ooh. Well, if I'm going right off the top of my head, the one that I watch and seek out, it happens three times a week. Um, it is uh, the Sam Livecast. And I have some news on that here in a second. So there you go. Uh, if it's not Rempy, just another fat kid who loves meat. Look at this guy. Love that. Now, I'm sure a lot of you guys saw this on Facebook. Uh, for those of you that don't have Facebooks or are you living under rocks for whatever reason, uh, this came from Tuffy Stone's Facebook page. This concerns uh, Pitmaster of Pellet Envy's wife, uh, Rod Gray, uh, his wife, Sherry. Now, this is from Tuffy posting on his Facebook. Hey, folks, if everyone could take a moment, send a thought, prayer, or wish for Sherry Gray. I know she could use it, and so could Rod. Sherry is in ICU, and she has been for a few days. Her blood has been clotting and has caused her kidneys to stop functioning. She's on dialysis and platelet replacement. She is in a lot of pain, and there are a lot of unknowns right now. As you can imagine, Sherry and Rod are in a very tough place right now. I know that Rod would prefer not to speak to anyone at this time, but I know that they could use some good thoughts, wishes, and prayers. So, Sherry. Let's go ahead, lift the good thoughts up to you, send them your way, good karma as well. So please, uh, Rod has been uh, actually a very important part to this show. Uh, I've never actually had Sherry on the show, but I know that uh, Rod is, to say taken with her would be an understatement, and is a very integral part of his team 
uh, both on the competition side of things and just in life in general. So uh, speedy uh, recovery to you, Sherry. And uh, Rod, of course, uh, you know, if you ever catch this on uh, replay or whatever, because obviously you're not listening live, you know, if there's anything that we can do for you, please just reach out and let us know uh, so our thoughts are with you. All right, a couple programming notes here for you. Uh, I said that my favorite podcast that isn't this show is the Sam Livecast. Now, I had Sam on at the end of February. A lot of people took issue with his language. Get that big stuff out of here. I mean, it is the internet. I mean, you people don't swear in your... I don't know. He's toned it down, evidently, because a lot of people are saying that he swore too much. He, you know, he dropped some F-bombs when he was on the show, but I thought the content was good. He's actually going to be back on again. Uh, but Thursday this coming, and his show is three times a week, Monday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Thank God not Tuesdays. I'd be screwed. But I will be a guest on the Sam Livecast Thursday night. I believe his guest spot is typically around 9, 13, or just tune in at 9. It's an hour show. If you don't know what it is, it takes place in his kitchen. And his kitchen is freaking phenomenal. It's the best kitchen I've ever seen in a personal residence in my life. They talk about daily stuff, what's going on uh, with their life. See, he's got a kind of an advantage on me. He's got his older son, you know, running all the production stuff, which I run by myself. Uh, Sam hosts the show, which I do by myself. He's got cameramen that are there, um, which I do by myself. Uh, he's got, you know, a wife that sits in and, you know, people making random appearances. So it's kind of like a group. It's almost like the uh, the Howard Stern show of cooking, I guess. But they always cook something at the end of the show. It's like half of it is everyday review of what's happening, hot topics and, you know, personal takes on things. Then the other half is cooking, which I like as well. So if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. TheSamLiveCast.com. Of course, I highly more rec- I highly recommend it on Thursday night since I'll be a guest there. I have no idea exactly what I'm going to be talking about. I'm going to guess that it's going to be like barbecue and grilling related to some degree. And I always love giving my expert opinion on that. Yeah, because I'm a know-it-all. Also, next week on the show, Pork Barrel Barbecue, Keith Hall will be rejoining. <laughs> now, here's the deal. If you haven't been keeping up with these Pork Barrel Barbecue guys, uh, Brett and Heath, they are running a series on the YouTube right now that I don't know if they are crazy, if they are just made of money or what. But here it is. They are grilling high-end electronic devices, an iPad, a Android tablet, uh, today I saw they grilled the Motorola Droid from Verizon Wireless. I mean, it is absolutely insane. They've easily surpassed probably, I mean, you buy that phone, that phone alone at the outright no contract price is probably going to be 600 bucks. Uh, the iPad is, depending on how many gigs of memory it is, it's going to start at 600 bucks. And uh, that Android tablet is going to be in the $600 range. They're easily into $758,000. And they take the equipment, they put it on a grill, they burn it, and then they evaluate how the membrane and the fat is rendered out of this. It's one of the best things I've ever seen. It's absolutely fantastic. I can't believe it doesn't get as many views as it does. And they're both very accomplished in front of the camera. There's no hesitation. Not necessarily as good as your... Never mind. 
That's right, Diva. The delicate genius. Oh, we don't want to offend the delicate genius. So check those guys out. They're burning a lot of stuff. Now, uh, to follow up with Don Geiger's question, uh, also guest next week. I believe he is Canadian. I believe he is a cookbook author. And no, I'm not talking about Ted Reader. I'm talking about superstar grilling chef Robert Rainford. Going to be in the house. He's going to be in the house come next week. So, you know, the Canadians bring it strong. And uh, Robert is someone who I have been following for a little while. I've been chasing him. He tried to book tonight. I didn't know what I said. Robert. Beat it. I'm full. You're going to have to wait a week, pal. This is America. You wait for me. <laughs> or he said he had to wait until next week. You go ahead and choose whatever you. Nevertheless, Don, he is going to be a guest on the show next week. Now, look what I got here in the mail. Let me go to the product camera here. Uh, this, a slow fire advanced copy from uh, Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue. Look at that succulent beef right there on that plate. Uh, Ford, written by Famous Dave. This is the beginner's guide to barbecue that Ray was talking about. It's really chocked full of great. Um, oh, wait, can I do this? Look at this. Here it is. Here's the, uh, the back cover. Man, I need people. That's all I got to say. So it's got a lot of great pictures, but it also has a lot of like great recipes in it too as well. So there you go. And I don't believe that is out for sale yet. So we're looking at a total of including index and glossary 175 pages. So a pretty substantial effort for Dr. Barbecue, and I read it from cover to cover, and it's absolutely a fantastic read. I highly recommend it once it actually comes to market. So be on the lookout, and I thank Ray and his publishing team for getting me a copy. Certainly appreciate that. Steve Farron says, Beth, best knives are Lamson sharp knives. Chad, I doubt Diva's review was better than mine. Mine's live on camera. Here we go. Uh, Gang, if you're looking to step your barbecue up, if you're like me, you're always trying to find ways to bring your barbecue to the next level. There's no better or easier way to do that than by adding a little butcher barbecue to your arsenal, baby. That's right. Now, maybe you need a little validation to get you over to butcherbbq.com. Fine. How about this? Top teams in KCBS, FBA, IBCA, they're all using butcher barbecue products. How about the fact that Dave Bosca, the pit master of Butcher Barbecue, uses all of his own products? And all that did was get him third overall in KCBS Team of the Year last year. Need I say more? Look, we all know that Butcher's is well known for their injections, the pork, the beef. Now that Prime Injection, which has combined all the things loved with their beef injection, using its award-winning flavor enhancer and its ability to keep your brisket juicy. They've combined it with that competition standard in beef flavor available for sale right now butcherbbq.com folks Dave uses this stuff in competition by the way now maybe you're looking for that go-to rubber sauce look you've hit the mother load here as well butcher's barbecue a full line of award winning rubs one of my personal favorites is that steak and brisket rub of course you can also grab the honey rub 
which has garnered a lot of attention, especially last year. Try that premium rub that he has if you inject with Butcher's Barbecue because it's formulated to work with the injection, a perfect one-two punch to impress judges and friends alike. And last but not least, gang, you know I rave and rave about this Butcher Barbecue sweet barbecue sauce. When it comes to sauce, I am as picky as it gets, right? And Butcher's Sweet Sauce wins in every category for me. Not overly sweet. Got that nice hint of tang. Just the right amount of back-end heat for crying out loud in a liquid smoke. Dave Bosca took the time and effort to make a quality sauce to turn out to the public. Didn't take the easy way out by adding that crap, which I call liquid smoke. Grab a bottle of six, or perhaps not even a bottle, but grab six bottles, a box of six. Because it's going to go fast. I'm getting ready to put in my next order of six here probably in the next week or so because I'm already through my last bottle of six. No worries on breaking the bank when it comes to shipping either. Orders at $55 or more are seven, I'm sorry, $55 or less are seven U.S. bones. $56 and up, ship at $9. So in any respect, it's cheap. Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com. Stock up now. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Butcher's Barbecue. Always trust your butcher. All right, we're going to step away real quick, and when we come back... Do they call her the godmother of uh, barbecue? I guess we'll ask her. It's going to be Melissa Cookston from Yazoo's Delta Q and the Memphis Barbecue Company coming right up. Stick around. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, 14 past the hour, 877-448-0433, Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. My first guest this hour has been the pitmaster of one of the teams that has dominated NBN in recent years, has appeared on a number of TV outlets to include the second season of Barbecue Pitmasters and 2010 or Team 1 Grand Champion at Memphis in May, here to talk about something a little different than we normally do. It's barbecue-related, though. Namely, the Memphis Barbecue Company, friend of the show, Melissa Cookston, joining us here. Melissa, how are you? I'm good, Greg. How are you? Matt, Melissa, it has been a while. Good to hear your voice. How are you? Well, thanks, you too. Well, uh, things are going well here in Cleveland, and I'm sure things are going uh, very busily for you down there in uh, in Mississippi. So, you know, typically we're talking about, you know, how you just whooped up on a bunch of teams over the past weekend at a competition. And, of course, while I love doing that, while I'm sure you love whipping up on them, uh, I like talking about the business of barbecue as well, and that's kind of where we find ourselves here tonight. And a lot of folks will go from you know backyard cooking to competition, and a few will go from competition cooking to restaurant, which is what you did. Was this kind of an end game when you saw how well you're doing in competition? Did you always think that at some point this was going to lead to a restaurant-style business for you and Pete, or did you just find this to be like the next logical step to take? You know, I, I think it's probably just the most natural thing to do when, um, you know, when when you when you've won everything that that you've set out to win, and somebody says, "Hey, you know, let's go up my restaurant," and you know, you have a a moment of um, craziness and say, "Okay, let's do it." Isn't the first uh, reaction when people say "go up in a restaurant" like pass out? I mean, that's got to be it's it's easily one of the most dangerous commercial ventures to get into as a restaurant business, isn't it? 
Yeah, and, and of course, I'm no stranger. This is my 30th year in the restaurant business, so <laughs> I knew what I was getting myself into. I didn't blindly uh, jump in, but, um, you know, it's always different when it's your own than, than somebody else's you're running. Now, you've teamed up with another champion pitmaster, John Wheeler from Natural Born Grillers, uh, wildly successful as well on uh, national or the uh, Memphis Barbecue Network for a number of years. Was this a conversation you guys had been having right along over the years? And why was John like the best choice for you to team up with the Memphis Barbecue Company? Yeah, you know, last year um, we'd been friends a long time and, and we were having lunch one day and, you know, we were kind of thinking about doing something in a in a little bitty um, Dairy Queen type situation with mostly drive-thru and to-go business. And we were kind of talking about it with him and he's like, well, I've kind of been thinking about doing something too. And, you know, we decided instead of competing against each other in this local market, why not team up and, and do something better? Um, which, you know, is, of course, uh, turned out very good for us. Um, John is one of those people that, that you just instantly like when you meet him. So, you know, he's kind of the, the opposite of me. Um, so, what does you know, that he's, mean? He's out there. <laughs> He's, he's shaking hands and kissing babies, you know, and, um, and you know, of course, that's not my forte, but he's really good at it. So, um, you know, it makes for a perfect game. Melissa Cookson joining us here on the show. We're talking about the Memphis Barbecue Company. If you want to check that website online, memphisbbqco, memphisbbqco.com, you can check out the website, check out the menu, all that great stuff. Uh, Melissa, did you buy like an existing place or did you build from the ground up? We um, actually took over a roadhouse grill and it had been closed for five or six years. So it was a hot mess when we got it. Um, But I have almost 300 seats and we just finished the patio. Should open it up this week, which will give us well over 300 seats. So it's a big place. All right. So is there a lot of like barbecue competition where you're at, or is it just a lot of like mom and pop restaurants, not necessarily a barbecue fair? I'm 15 minutes from downtown Memphis. Oh, okay. So there's no barbecue at all, then, right? <laughs> there's no barbecue anywhere. <laughs> so it seems to me that opening a barbecue restaurant in one of what is widely considered to be, you know, 15 minutes from another barbecue mecca. You're just going right into the heart of competition. Is that just like a challenge for you? I mean, obviously, you're no stranger to taking on challenges and coming out on top, and I'm sure John is the same. Did you look at it and say, look, there's a lot of barbecue that's out there and around us, especially in that 15-minute radius. Let's ante up the game and, and raise the bar when it comes to restaurant barbecue? Well, you know, here's my thing. I've always thought that, that Memphis did not necessarily deserve its reputation for great restaurant barbecue. Um, and I know that there are many people that will agree with me on that. Um, the thing that we decided to do differently is ours is as close to competition as you can possibly get commercially. Um, so we're not stockpiling barbecue. You know, we're not um, selling three or four day old barbecue. We cook it fresh every day and pretty darn close to competition. So it's it's really different than um, your average Corky's Rendezvous, Central Barbecue, um, who started out commercially, and, you know, that's all they'll ever be. When did you officially open the doors, Melissa? December the 10th. December. Okay, so how have the first, I mean, what are we at, seven months now? Are, are they exceeding expectation? Are you above, below forecast? Where are you at? 
Um, we are three times more in sales per week than we projected. <laughs> three times? Three times. Wow. You know, I, I've always been um, kind of modest, so I like to um, under-promise and over-deliver, but this is a little crazy. Um, you know, we, we've got lots of experience in the restaurant business and, and know this area. And, um, you know, we projected sales, you know, right right where we thought we'd be. And, and we have consistently, week after week after week, done three times more than that. Right. Now, you plan for everything, especially as you're leading up to opening and then you finally get the doors open. So over the last, you know, first couple months or so, you stated you do have a lot of industry experience restaurant-wise, and I know John did too. Were there things, uh, items that you just didn't account for that took you by surprise, or given the breadth of knowledge that you had coming in, uh, was nothing a surprise to you? We were already game plan for it. Um, well, between my husband Pete and myself, we have over 50 years, um, both corporate franchise, independence. We've pretty much seen it all, and I'm going to tell you, we 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 were. Everything but sales, we hit right on the head. Um, our net is exactly where we thought it would be. Our costs, percentage-wise, are exactly where we thought they would be. So, really, we didn't have any surprises. We're very lucky. How many hours a week are you guys logging at that restaurant? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> in a good way or in a bad I, way? <laughs> uh like more My than 80 hours a week? Works seven days a week. Oh, wow. But is it a yeah. is it a labor of love or is it a labor of labor? No, no, no. It's definitely a labor of love. You know, I'm a competition junkie. I've always said it. And, and to me, this is just like another competition. You know, how how good can we put this food out? How fast can we do it? How many sales can we do this week? Um, you know, and basically we're just competing against ourselves every single week. Now, the name of the place is called Memphis Barbecue Company, and I apologize. I'm uh, kind of like a lot of Americans as far as geography. Uh, I don't know where, you know, uh, Horn Lake, Mississippi is relation to, uh, you know, Memphis per se. But since you are still in a different state, did the name Memphis Barbecue Company come up because of proximity to, to where Memphis is in relation to you guys? Uh, was there not another name that was on the table? How'd you come up with it? You know, my entire thinking behind the name is it's the style of barbecue that we cook and it, you know Memphis style is different than any other style um so you know if I open a store in Charlotte North Carolina it'll be named Memphis Barbecue Company just because you know the flavor profile um the style of cooking that we do um you know that's that's the first circuit we cooked on and, and the style that we love so that's how we got the name Melissa Cookston joining us here on the show. We're talking about the Memphis Barbecue Company, which you can find at memphisbbqco.com. Now, Melissa, when you cater or you're cooking in the backyard, you know, it's easy to do that quality control on barbecue, but typically where it falls apart is when you kind of cross into that commercial sector. It's not easy or convenient to kind of keep that quality of barbecue at the height of like taste and texture and tenderness because you do have uptimes and downtimes. How are you guys guarding against that bad barbecue time of the day? What are you doing in there that's different from everybody else that is falling into that? You know, I'm, I'm pretty humbled by the fact that when I go in every morning and open the door, there's people standing there waiting on barbecue. And at the end of the night, I'm having to close the doors on people that want to come in. So, you know, I, I don't really have that downtime. I have at least 10 employees that have worked for me for 10 years or more 
they understand the quality that, that I expect. And, you know, we, we've been very fortunate that, you know, we, we don't have any downtimes. Um, and also, I'm very fortunate in the fact that I have a couple of restaurants that buy any leftover barbecue that I have to serve themselves. So <laughs> They're private <laughs> labeling your barbecue. There you go. Wow, look at that. Now, uh, Melissa, what kind of a boss are you to work for? If I had five or six of your employees on, what are they going to tell me about? Hitler. <laughs> oh, geez. So you're, uh, you have a discerning expectation. Yeah, you know, <laughs> most of the employees have worked for me. Well, I say that. I have 109 employees, so wow. I can't say most. But, you know, I, I, I let everybody know in the beginning, look, we do this a certain way. It's, you know, it's got to be this way. I will never sacrifice quality for a dime. Um, you know, I will definitely spend the money to make sure that everybody that comes here leaves happy and full. And, you know, you have a job to do. Um, you know, I make sure that my employees make plenty of money. And in return for that, I expect, you know, darn near perfection. So you, you'd mentioned you're not going to sacrifice quality for uh, money, but of course, we're in business to make money. Profit is not a dirty word where I come from because I'm in sales, obviously not for you because you're in business. How are margins in the barbecue business for you right now? Are they, are you able to manage your costs and obviously you're turning a profit, but you know, how are you able to really maximize costs in order to maximize profit? Yeah. You know, that all comes down to when you're building your menu, you know, you absolutely have to know exactly what your costs are where your profit margins are, and, you you know, you have to price accordingly. Um, fortunately, you know, in the area that I'm in, um, I can get, you know, high volumes. I mean, I'm cooking 2,500 pounds pork a week, wow. you know, so with that kind of volume, I get good pricing. Now, the menu, as you stated, uh, I was looking through it, so aside from being absolutely appetizing to the nth degree, it's actually pretty extensive. So how did you decide what would actually make it on the menu? Is that a group effort between you and John, or is this something that you just had in the head and got it right down on paper, or what? Well, you know, first of all, I had to put plenty of stuff on there for my barbecue snob friends who don't eat barbecue, <laughs> and I got a lot of those. Um, the other thing is, you know, Pete and I, um, you know, we've been playing with food many, many, many years, and, you know, we had some things that we knew Absolutely, we want it on the menu. Um, you know, our, our catfish is Mississippi farm-raised catfish, and, and we, you know, it's expensive right now. A lot of those farmers have gone out, but that's the only thing we'll serve. Our shrimp is, is from the Gulf, and, you know, that's the sweetest, most succulent shrimp you can buy, but, you know, that's all we'll serve. Um, you know, really, Pete and I kicked around the menu for a long time um, before we opened the doors, and, and we've tweaked it a little bit since. Um, we changed a couple of things just this last week, um, which is great, you know, because as an independent, you know, if you, if you want to change something, all you got to do is reprint the menu. You don't have to wait on permission from corporate. Did you ever give any thought to like dropping some items in order to focus more on like the, the main barbecue dishes that the consuming public would know more about or not really? You know, when we first did the menu, of course, our thinking was, you know, okay, and, and, three to six months, we'll, we'll look at this and we'll look at our, our menu mix and see what we're selling and what we're not selling and, and adjust accordingly. And really, I mean, across the board, everything has, has been very popular. I mean, our number one selling item, of course, is loin back ribs. Um, 
after that, I think, is the barbecue nachos. But, you know, the catfish is a big seller, and people are trying different things on the menu now. I mean, where they were getting barbecue before, now they're coming in and getting steaks. So we really hadn't had any, any laggers. So how, we've pretty much kept the menu the same. How well does that awesome pulled pork potato thing sell? That sounds phenomenal. I tell you, at lunch, we go through baked potatoes like crazy. Oh, God, I mean, that's got to be a meal in itself. It is, it is. Melissa Cookson joining us here on the show. We're talking about the Memphis Barbecue Company. MemphisBBQCO.com is the website. Look, Melissa, I've maintained that the majority of the consuming public, if given a chain-style fall-off-the-bone rib versus a, a properly cooked rib as we would know it, would choose the, stain, uh, the chain-style 9 out of 10 times because they are just kind of this brainwashed consuming public. So how do you find the palates where you're at? Is because where you're at, are they a little bit more refined and they know what to look for? Uh, or do you have to combat the pull the bone out of the, the rib meat and you have meat mush type of a thing? Yeah, you know, I'll I'll have to admit, our, our ribs are just a little bit more tender in the restaurant than they would be for competition, but not by much. I mean, you know, I'm not going to riblets. I uh, never will. So, but I'm going to tell you, I mean, people... They love our ribs, and um, you know they're they're not as tender as is what you would find in in the corporate mush world. Good to know, and that's why I'll be looking forward to getting down there and eating all of your barbecue. Uh, are you going to be looking to open more locations as time moves on here? I tell you, I have been busier than a long tail cat in a room full of rocking chairs for the last <laughs> three or four months. Um, I actually had the the pleasure of um, cooking with Guy Fieri yesterday. Um, I was out of town doing some other, some other things the week before, um, and I really have not had time. You know, I guess my ultimate goal is to definitely own um, as many Memphis barbecue companies as I can put out there, but I've had to put it on the back burner even thinking about it for a while. Is, uh, was Guy doing like a diners, drives-in, and dives things with you, or what was that all about? You know, he, yeah, he might have been. Oh, might have been. Okay, well, I have no idea. <laughs> now, look, is... Is this guy like the real deal? What you see is what you get. Is it all an act on camera, and then he's like completely different, uh, or or is he pretty much genuine? What you see is what you get, whether he's on or off camera. Yeah, pretty much what you see is what you get. I mean, um, you know, it was it was a closed set, so it was it was just me and him and some camera guys, and um, you know, he was the same with me as as I see on TV. So I have to applaud him for that. So, look, you're, you're going to be doing very well with this restaurant that you have now. Potentially, you could be growing out. So the next logical step and question for me to ask you would be, do you see at some point franchising Memphis Barbecue Company so I can buy one and, and put it here in Cleveland? You know, I get asked that question a lot. and Is it too, is it too soon to tell? Is at the top of my list. Just because you... You don't. You would rather just own your own instead of franchising out. Yeah, you know when you franchise, and I've worked for franchise groups before. You know, you you really don't have control of the quality. Um, and I'm I'm really big on if I'm going to put my name on it, I want it to be high quality. Let me change gears here really quick before I let you go, because you're very busy, <laughs> and I appreciate the time. Uh, Pitmaster Season 3 evidently has wrapped up filming. Uh, I've been getting some messages from people saying that they were on the show. You were on Season 2. Are you Mm -hmm. excited to see whatever this third season is going to be about? Um, Will you DVR it? Will you just say, "Ah, forget about it? What do you think? 
You know, I'm excited to see. I I know they caught a lot of flack on season two for getting away from competition style. Um, So I'm hoping that season three goes back to the competition style. And, you know, anything that can keep barbecue on TV, I'm all for it. So I, I really hope that they do well. Are you competing at all this year? I'm at that point where it's like, you know, personally, have I won enough to quit? Um, I don't know. You know, it, it's some some people think that, you know, you got to keep competing, to keep your name out there in order to make it in the barbecue restaurant business. You know, I don't know. Um, you know, it's I think that that question has been asked by many, many more people before me. And, I, you know, I, I haven't decided yet. I think if you were interested in competing, you would probably find a way to get out there and maybe the restaurant and whatever else you have going on right now in your life, business and, and personally, is probably keeping you satisfied. So the, the, the urge to get out there and compete probably isn't as prevalent as it was over the last three, four, five years, maybe. Yeah, and my daughter's starting high school next year. You know, she's got lots of things she wants to do. Um, I think she's you know, tired of being drug up and down the road. Um, you know, it's I, I will always compete whether it's with myself or my partners um you know and and there may come a day where i'm going to hit the road and and go compete again i mean i'm building a new competition trailer right now so we'll just have to see what it brings there you go Uh, we are talking with melissa cookston again it's the memphis barbecue company which can be found on the website memphisbbqco.com and if you are in uh, her neck of the woods go ahead and check it out I'm sure that uh, the the barbecue is going to be absolutely phenomenal. If I get down there, do you guys have internet? Could I do like a live remote from the from the restaurant at some point? Sure, you can, Greg. Really? Yes, really. Yes. You might someday. You might be sorry you said I could do that, but uh, we'll see about that. <laughs> Must always appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on tonight. Thanks, Greg. You got it. Melissa Cookston joining me here on the show. Well, that lady is pretty busy, to say the least. So, uh, and sharing a lot of great information when it comes to restaurants. That's tough, man. Restaurant gig. People always asking me. You should start a restaurant. Should I? Beat it, loser. Not successful, not restaurant experienced, not here, not us. No way. Name that movie. Look, as many of you know, I have gotten my hands on this Grilla pellet cooker. First thing I thought of right out of the box, barbecuer's delight. Why? Because they're widely considered to be the pellet resource for pellet-fired cookers. That's right. Whether on the competition trail or in your backyard, folks choose barbecuer's delight wood pellets more than any other brand for their superior quality and flavor. You should give them a try as well. You can find them at bbqrsdelight.com. Now, maybe you don't have a pellet cooker. No problem. You can still take advantage of the pellet revolution on your gas or charcoal grill or smoker by grabbing the cast iron pot option. Buy yourself a nice sampler pack of pellets. You load about a third cup into that pot and then place it into your cooker or grill and let that sweet, succulent smoke take care of the rest. Now, maybe you're not familiar with pellets. Let me give you a little insight. When pellets are made, all of the air within that cellular structure of the wood is evacuated, thus concentrating the wood into a very dense form much denser than natural trees. And as compared to other wood flavor enhancers, pellets will yield a more intense smoke more quickly, which seals the food, locking in natural moisture and adding smoke flavor exactly when it is needed. And since pellets have been processed from sawdust by pressure, which generates heat, 
Any contaminants present in the wood are gone. This process produces a sterile smoking wood product and consistently produces wonderful results. Pellets easy to use since you don't soak them in water prior to use. And they're easy to blend wood flavors. You can produce consistent flavor profiles each and every time with the use of barbecuers or light wood pellets. Now, here's something to remember. If you are going to buy Barbecuers Delight one-pound bags, it's 100% natural flavor wood. But if you have a pellet cooker like me, it's a little different. Candy and the folks at Barbecuers Delight have determined that a blend of two-thirds oak, one-third fruit wood, is the way to go to ensure great smoke flavor and consistent BTU temperatures. Look, do yourself a favor. Grab some Barbecuers Delight pellets right now. Visit them at bbqrsdelight.com. Check out all of the flavors they have and stop fussing with the sticks and the chunks. Barbecuers Delight, the choice of competition cooks and backyard hacks like me. We choose them both. BBQRSDelight.com. That's BarbecuersDelight.com. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will have Rob Mandeville, this guy, pork puller, talking about his competition. Thanks again to uh, Melissa Cookson for joining me here this past segment. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Network. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, 38 past the hour. 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Those are the two ways to get in touch with the show. Diva checking out. Later, Diva. Helping me close the show tonight, a master inventor. Also a longtime organizer of the North Platte Honky Tonk Barbecue Festival, the creator of the Roman Pork Puller, joining me here on the show, Rob Mandeville. Rob, how are you, bud? Hey, I'm doing great, Greg. How you doing? Doing absolutely fantastic, Rob. I always appreciate you uh, making time for the show. Well, always appreciate like you've been on 20 times before. I appreciate you joining me here for the first time tonight on the show. And, of course, uh, Rob, while you're well-known for the pork puller, most people probably don't realize in secret you are most well-known for having me rent out the uh, porkpuller.com space on my microphone, Shockma. You are a master marketer as well. And it, it looks lovely. I, it really looks good on that mic stand. Yeah, it couldn't be uh, any more professional looking. All right, so look, Rob, Rob, your event goes off this past weekend. Is it is it North Platte? Yeah, it's North Platte, Nebraska. All right, yeah. North Platte, Nebraska. Fat Jack's Barbecue takes grand with a convincing six-point win over the reserve team Parrothead Smokers, which I've had on the show a couple times, and the current leader in the points race for Team of the Year, Qow. Uh, was also there, but finished well off the pace, able to manage seventh overall. Still very good. Uh, but how did the whole weekend unfold for you and, and the team that you have putting that event on? You know, it, it went really good. Um, it, it was our seventh annual event, and uh, it's just over the last seven years, it's just totally, totally uh, gone great. Greatly over, a uh, lot bigger than what I thought it would be. 
Now, I talk to a lot of cooks on the circuit, obviously. If you're any fan of the show, people know that. But not a lot of folks who actually put on events. So I wanted to break format a little bit, have you on tonight. When you started the Honky Tonk Barbecue Festival seven years ago. Now, the word festival and, uh, like, uh, I can't think of any other word right now that comes to mind, but it typically includes, like, other activities that maybe don't include the barbecue competition portion itself. So there's, you know, a lot of other events that seem to be having the same idea as you, which is to pull in, like, crowd and foot traffic. So if I wanted to have, like, a KCBS event here in Cleveland, obviously well-known for barbecue, what are the most important things that I would need to consider and get nailed down to kind of start off on the right foot? Well, I mean, first thing you got to do is, is try to uh, track, um, you know, the teams. Um, we've always had to uh, you know, offer a decent prize purse uh, to attract good teams. And, you know, the from the get-go, we just wanted to have a, a barbecue contest. Uh, you know, amongst local uh, enthusiasts. And uh, it was, I think, the third year we, we sanctioned, and uh, um, it just kind of grew from there. You know, we had seven teams the first year, and uh, this uh, past event, we ended up with uh, 46 teams. It's a little bit of growth there. Uh, yeah. And actually, it's it's been a little bit of back and forth. Um, in 2010, we actually had 54 teams, which made us the biggest um, contest in Nebraska. And uh, then last year, in 2011, we dropped from 54 to 34 teams, which was still the largest uh, contest in Nebraska. And then we were able to uh, bring that back up to 46 teams this year. All right, so you're having a little bit of an ebb and flow there. Uh, you know, how many hours a week are you putting into this event during the course of the year? Is it like something daily? Is it as needed? Give me some type of an idea of your uh, work efforts into the North Platte Honky Tonk Barbecue Festival. Well, uh, me being a procrastinator. Um, <laughs> You know, I, uh, I I basically cram the last uh, the four weeks leading up to the event uh, is uh, just um, helter skelter for me, and uh, we managed to pull it off. And uh, it's it's gotten to the point um, to where we're going to have to get some uh, a, a civic uh, organization involved, like maybe the JCs or the uh, you know, Kiwanis. Because it's 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 bigger than what we can than what we can handle going forward. It's just uh, totally outgrowing our expectations. Now, are you able to? Do you actively market to some of the bigger competition teams to say, "Hey, come to North Platte on this date"? Uh, do you, are you reaching out to like top teams, or does it just kind of magically happen, uh, like in an organic sense? You know, in a way, it it uh, magically happens. Um, we have great support from the Rocky Mountain Barbecue Association in Colorado. <clears throat> um, they've been a great supporter. And uh, it's, you know, everything that I hear from all the teams is, gosh, you guys put on such a great event, you know. And uh, we are kind of in the middle of nowhere. 
Um, North Platte is basically between Denver and Omaha and uh, the Canadian border north and uh, Mexico. Uh, so, you know, we're fairly remote, and uh, we put on a really good contest. And, uh, you know, it's only been seven years, but uh, we've uh, developed quite the reputation. All right, so it's going off without a hitch and, uh, you know, having a, a very good reputation, as you said. Now, uh, Sam's Club has been a, a, a pretty big deal over the last couple years, and uh, you and many other people have kind of, I don't want to say, like, outspoken, but not necessarily a huge fan of, of Sam's kind of coming in. If you could, give me your take on why you feel the way you do. Well... I'm, I'm not a big fan of the uh, Sam's Club event. Um, you know, since I think uh, 1985, when KCBS basically got their start, um, you know, it's the, lo- the, uh, the local events like ours that has made them what they are. And uh, um, as I uh, mentioned earlier, um, in 2010, we had 54 four teams in 2011 that dropped to 34 teams and and that was a direct result of the Sam's Club event um, they had a regional event um, the same weekend as our event in Colorado and um, besides the team uh, you know taking the teams away from us you know, we had uh, held uh, certified barbecue judging uh, classes to uh, build up our CBJ percentage to 100%. And when they started the SAMS event, um, besides taking the teams away, it also took um, judges, you know, certified judges away from us. So we've had to kind of rebuild from there. And, uh, you know, basically the... Uh, as far as I'm concerned, the SAMS events are direct competition with us local events that have been supporting the uh, KCBS over the years. And, you know, teams like, or excuse me, events like ours that have made the uh, KCBS what they are today. So the, to me, the SAMS events are, are basically direct competition with us, and I just, I'm just not a fan of that. Are, are you uh, under the impression that Sam's is just coming in and saying, we want these dates, and whoever is going up against us is just going to have to fall by the wayside then? Well, I, I think it's that to a point. But, um, you know, they they have to be throwing a lot of money to KCBS, you know, to even t- to do the event. You know, so, so to me, and this is just my opinion, it's, uh, you know, it's a big money maker for KCBS, um, and like I said, it's uh, you know they're basically basically competing against their local events that have made them what they are. I just I just don't agree with the whole concept. What what would uh, appease you then? What would be like the fix for you? Well, if the Sam's uh, <laughs> event would just go away. Uh, pr- probably one of the most unrealistic things that is probably ever going to happen, though, right? Right, right. 
Now, do you think that Sam's might start their own thing and tell KCBS in a year or two, uh, you know, go piss off. Uh, we've got enough of this experience having teamed up with you over the last couple of years, and we're going to make our own little high dollar circuit and go after yourself. I mean, I, I don't think that would happen. I mean, Sam's is, uh, you know, uh, banking on the uh, the uh, the establishment of the KCBS. You know, I mean, they're, you know, they they uh, are riding on their coattails as well. We're talking with Rob Mandeville. You can find him at porkpuller.com. Uh, he's also the organizer of the North Platte Honky Tonk Barbecue Festival. So if you don't mind, Rob, let's uh, transition quickly over to your magical product called the uh, Roman Pork Puller. Should I, invest, should I insinuate that procrastination and uh, a certain amount of laziness also uh, plays into the pork puller? Or where did you even come up with this idea? You know, it was just a uh, product of desperation. Um, I'm a <laughs> member of a local group of guys that... Uh, Bob Mandeville here, inventor of the Roman pork. And, uh, you know, the few times that we, we would pull pork, I was like, this is just ridiculous. There's yeah. got to be a better way. So, you know, I just came up with the idea. And, it, uh, you know, as far as marketing and... Uh, did not expect it to turn out to be the way it uh, is. You know, it's a very highly sought after product. And, uh, well, here's yeah, what I'm going to do. Uh, hold on one second, Rob. Here, I'm going to I'm going to queue up uh, the video here real quick, and then let me the duck the sound off here. Four. This All right. So uh, go. You can go ahead and continue to talk. But here's you on camera, and uh, for the people who have never seen it, you're about ready to tear open a, a pork butt like crazy here, and you can actually see how well it works. So uh, th- were there a lot of iterations? I mean, you say in this uh, movie that we're watching that it's like version four, but how many iterations did you have to go through before you were satisfied to bring it to market? Wow, look at that thing. Well, and I think um, we're actually on the uh, fifth version. Um, I produced, uh, you know, would, would uh, manufacture the uh, first four versions um, in-house and, it got to where uh, I couldn't keep up with demand. And I was actually approached by a company called Southern Pride, and uh, they expect, uh, expressed interest in manufacturing a uh, solid stainless steel version of the product, and that's where we're at today. Southern Pride is in the, the cooker manufacturer? Yes, they are a, uh, a manufacturer of uh, commercial uh, smokers, and they have a, uh, a relatively new line called the Roll Tisserie, which is it's uh, still a commercial grade uh, roll uh, rotisserie smoker, um, but uh, kind of fringes on the uh, you know the uh, um, consumer end of it rather than the uh, commercial end. All right, so you're basically putting this attachment. Does it have to be an electric drill with a cordless drill drain battery, like in 2.5 seconds, or what? Uh, it can be either a corded drill or a uh, cordless, either way. And how many could you do in, like, 30 seconds? Have, have you? Well, let me rephrase oh, you know, that I, question. Have you, have you tried to see how many you could do in a certain period of time? 
I haven't uh, personally because I, I'm more of a you know a hobbyist than a you know a caterer or anything like that. But I've had uh, guys tell me that you know uh, normally it takes me you know an hour to pull 200 pounds of uh, pork butts, and with the pork puller it takes you know 15 minutes. So it is cutting preparation time like in in seismic and, and gargantuan proportions less. This is uh something that people, as you said, were were really kind of uh demanding from the market and you're just more or less able oh, to, I- to fit a need. Do you have like other products that are coming down the line? Uh for now this is it. Well, I mean I just we just I just keep playing this thing over and over again. This thing tears through how big of a pork butt was that? Did you put in like a seven, eight pound pork butt? That that was probably a seven or eight pound pork butt, yeah, yeah. on on the video. But uh, you know, it, the the stock pot I use, uh, you could probably fit uh, uh, three pork butts in it, and it just you know it's literally a matter of seconds, and it's and it's done. It's just it's, it's a very efficient uh, process. And I guess the most important thing, which you probably have in the uh, directions that are included with it, is you have to take the bone out. Otherwise, you could be in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, you got to take the bone out, uh, otherwise uh, it does uh, create a problem. <laughs> and uh, you can get it at porkpuller.com. What's the cost on the newest version right now? Um, $68.95, which includes priority postal shipping. All right, so uh, if you're interested in that, you can go to porkpuller.com. That's porkpuller.com. Order you up one, and you start slicing through butts in uh, record time. Rob, appreciate the time tonight talking about the... Uh, North Platte Honky Tonk Barbecue Festival, and of course about the uh, Roman Pork Puller. Thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks, Greg. You got it. There he is, Rob Mandeville. Hope you enjoyed that video. Jeez, that thing plows through pork butt like I've never seen. Porkpuller.com. So it's right here. It's been right here forever. Wait, it's right there. All right, quickly, let me tell you uh, about Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. Steve has been talking for weeks about what it's like with your wife having to put up with you as a barbecue person. Guess what, folks? Mother's Day coming up. Hurry up. Call Steve. He's going to take care of you. Whether you participate in competition barbecue or you're just in barbecue for fun, take care of your wife this Mother's Day by showing her how much you love her with a beautiful diamond anniversary ring from Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. It's just the ticket for her allowing you to continue to mess up the kitchen with all of your barbecue and sanité. Now, you're probably thinking that treating her to a new anniversary ring will break the bank and ruin your plans for that new grill or smoker. You're absolutely incorrect, especially for Mother's Day. Why aren't you boning out from some extra expense? Show that lady you love her. The diamond anniversary ring at Stephen DeFranco Jewelers starts at just under $500. Not only does Steve stock great quality, but if you go to stephendefranco.com, you can see lots of great styles and the really great prices. As always, Steve has a very special barbecue brother and sister discount just for you. Here's how it works. First, you go online, Stephen DeFranco, which is spelled D-I-F-R-A-N-C-O, or you can go to the Barbecue Central Radio homepage and click on Stephen DeFranco's link there. Go to stephendefranco.com, pick out the new Diamond Anniversary ring. The style that you like. Then you call Steve, 440 943 2700. 440 
888-943-2700 and tell him you're a barbecue brother or sister. He'll give you an additional $50 off the already discounted price to help pay for taking your wonderful wife or mother out for a non-barbecue dinner. As always, Steve will ship the ring to you for free. Again, go to stephendefranco.com. Call them after you find the ring that you like, 943-2700. That's area code 440-943-2700. And then tell them you're a barbecue brother or sister. You get that extra $50 off the already discounted price. Uh, this deal, by the way, is not going to be lasting even one other week. It's going to change to something else, something more spectacular than you won't even be able to believe it. Uh, I have my own product from Stephen DeFranco, this watch right here. The Accutron, bowl of a make. It's the high-level Accutron watch, one of the best watches ever. Get compliments on it all day. Couldn't afford it if I didn't know Steve DeFranco. Don't miss out. Use him and abuse him. He'll thank you for it. We'll wrap the show up right after this. Stick around. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, uh, wrapping the show up, 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Those are two ways to get in touch with the show. Check out the pork puller, man. That is something. I I might want to get one because I do have a new DeWalt powered uh, through the cord, and that thing will just be able to press right through without any doubt. All right. That's going to do it for us. Again, huge show next week. Robert Rainford will be on the show next week. Pork Barrel Barbecue will be on the show next week. Want to thank my guests for this week. That, of course, Bob Trudnack, Barbecue Guru. Ryan Newstrom, Big T's Q Crew. Melissa Cookston, Yazoo's Delta Q Barbecue Team, Memphis Barbecue Company Restaurant. And my last guest, Rob Mandeville, PorkPuller.com, and the uh, North Platte Honky Tonk Barbecue Festival. Gang, let me remind you to control the rusty grill grate population. If you use raw cast iron, do yourself a favor. Clean it off when you're done cooking on it, and then it starts to cool down. little Pam, spray it. little Crisco, rub it in if you want. Let it burn in. It'll continually season that raw cast iron. It'll give you years of rust-free service probably for generations to come. Also, wait a second. Take a look at this. September 11th. September 11th, 2001. You can't see it there, but it says, never forget. I won't. Oh, wait a second. Bullshit. I'm not going to even be... I won't be pushed off by automation. Won't happen. So, September 11th, 2001. Again, thanks to Patrick for sending me that sticker. It lives. It now lives right here on the uh, Barbecue Central Radio Network banner. Thanks a lot, Patrick. Appreciate it. 
All right, until next week at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, more specifically next Tuesday, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now. <laughs> <laughs>